0: Welcome back everyone, this is the first official episode of The Cryptid Check, and um, on today's first episode we will be talking about the elusive skinwalkers. So, to begin with, the skinwalkers are known to to be mostly associated with the native culture and, and the native American tribes in the US, and they are they are th- not, not just believed to be, but people and Navajo nations say that um, they're witches that can alter their shapes at will to become certain kinds of animals. Um, This is pretty, like, interesting if you think about it, because, like, a witch that can take form of anything it wants, which is kind of scary. <laughs> um, Some people say that talking about skinwalkers, like just mentioning the name skinwalkers, can, uh, like, it can, like, b- attract the skinwalkers to your presence, and, like, you know, like, you can be involved with them, or they will start, like, preying on you. Um, and uh, in the American Southwest, the Navajo, the Navajos, the Hopi, the UTs, and other tribes have their own version of the skinwalker story, and I probably butchered those other names, um, but they boil down to the same thing. A malevolent witch, capable of transforming itself into a wolf, coyote, a bear, a bird, or any other animal, so just, it could have a lot of power in, in its hands to do a lot of evil. Um, skinwalkers are thought to be linked with witchcraft, which I don't know how else that would be possible. Um, a lot of evil thought, a lot of a lot of evil thought to be linked with the na- the native culture stories of witches putting curses on people from native tribes and this is pretty interesting because um this one story i read about the skinwalker skinwalkers is this man wanted um or was fighting over custody over their child with uh her or with his ex his ex-wife and um the little kid had was with his mom when he said that that night um she and him went to the forest near a grave site with another person that the boy didn't recognize and he said that they were doing some rituals and dancing around the fire and he said at the end that there's these two dolls um made out of like i think they said it was either wood or some kind of like like cloth material but two different tones of skin color buried in the ground and he told the son told that to his dad the next day, and the dad, from what he described, um, believed that to be associated associated with, um, what's it called, a witchcraft, uh, witchcraft. Like, tradition or whatever. Like a, it's a, not a tradition. It was like a ceremony thing, to put a curse on, the, um the man who was trying to take custody over the kid and the lawyer who was involved with the uh with the with the case but what is also believed by the navajo culture is that if you find out that someone's trying to put a curse on you and you find who that what or that um which is and you confront that to their face they will die three days later so that is pretty interesting Next, um, they can appear as owls, which we we didn't mention that. Crows, we didn't mention that, and uh, all the other stuff we did. If you see the skinwalker shapeshift into a human form, this is where I was talking about, like not too not too long ago. Um, if you see the them um, shapeshift, you if and if you recognize the human, go to their house where that person lives, and tell them that you know that they are a shapeshifter. And they will die also three days later. So being a skinwalker I guess comes with this co- with its costs. <laughs> so it's very interesting because so many stories I've heard where people describe like an animal with unusual, um, you know, like unusual abilities. Not abilities, just unnatural speed and agility. And like, this is very interesting. I was just reading a story not too long ago. And this one man said he was driving home one night and he saw on the side of the road, like, like in a, it was like down an empty, like really long stretch of road, he saw this elderly Navajo woman uh, walking by herself and he slowed down and pulled, and um, rolled down his window to ask if she wanted to get a ride home. And she uh, he said that, excuse me, she said that the, or he said that the el- elderly woman um, looked at him and then quickly burst into a full-on run into the um, into the forest and with unnatural fast speed. And may point out, and first of all, that burst out a uh, uh, elderly woman bursting out in speed at all is unnatural because you know with time comes uh, age and age comes like. Oh, I mean all oh, your bones and all oh, you're not as strong as you used to be, so in general, an old person running really fast or an elderly person is not natural so yeah, also another one the the infamous skinwalker ranch, very famous ranch I uh, actually forgot exactly where it's located, but um there's also many reports. Of the family, well the family that kind of got Skinwalker Ranch to become popular, because there was a family that lived on before, but noth- They never came out with their reports, but with this family, when they came on Skinwalker Ranch, they say they said that they saw a wolf walking in the um on the fields, and they said that there was like abnorm- abnormally large. And they said that the wolf came up and this everyone started petting it because they thought it was super nice, but a couple of days later, the wolf started to attack the cattle and they and then the owner the male owner said that he saw it get on hind legs and start running, which is not natural at all, for um for a wolf. So you just gotta be careful with these things because it could be a bird, it can be anything, and you would not know unless. And just kind—it's of, kind of presenting itself in an unnatural way, and yeah—and you just gotta be careful with it, so you don't get it to come after you, like I said, mentioned earlier, with the um, curses that are believed to be linked with it. Um, so right now, I'm gonna read a couple stories, um, real-life encounter stories, reports that have been, um, what's it called, submitted, and then we'll talk about each story after we're done. So the first one—it's called "Yenaldushi is watching me." My grandmother, on my mother's side, has always been very superstitious, for lack of a better word. She's not religious, but she does believe in, in a lot of paranormal stuff. Her mother was full-blooded Navajo, and her father was Irish. Either way, she'd never been anywhere east of Montana, and she grew up in Nevada. One year, when I was in grade school, we went to visit her, Most of the and most of the visit was pretty uneventful, typical boring old people stuff. Except, she always kept her curtains drawn shut and she would peek out the window, and when anyone would ask what she was doing, she would reply simply, Yolandushi is watching me. This went on for nearly the entire visit until a few days before we were due to leave. My grandma and my then baby brother, which he is 19 now, were in the front yard that evening, planting flowers, when all of a sudden, my my grandmother shouted my my brother's name and told him to get away from that creature. It's not safe. Of course, being in Nevada, we all assumed that my brother had found a scorpion or a rattlesnake. So we all ran outside to see my grandmother clutching my little brother and shaking in terror against the side of the house. Standing out in the yard was a large, black, Great Dane-sized dog. It was staring at my grandmother with intensity I'd never seen before. It looked up at us, gave a little huff, and bounded off, and I don't remember if it moved usually fast or not, but I do remember it had ha, it had really deep yellow eyes. When my mother asked my grandmother what she had what had happened, she kept repeating that yelandushi has found me. She moved a couple weeks after that. So yeah, that is very interesting. Um, we we see uh, a grandmother somewhere in Nevada, I believe she is uh, Navajo, and seems to be very paranoid about something that she refers to as the yelling douchey. I hope I'm saying that correct. And the interesting part is, um, everyone thinks she's like, you know, old person. Not dementia, but like, just, you know, just trying to fill their time up. But, you see, a couple of days before the family has to leave, they uh, run outside and witness this dog with very deep yellow eyes and um, staring at the little boy and... This dog it just makes the woman tremble with fear. Which isn't normal for... Like... I know there's people out there who are, don't like dogs. It's normal. But... Like, this made her tremble. And she call- and she refers it to as the Yellen Douchey. Which is very interesting because I've never... I have never, um... Heard of anyone... Calling something Yellen Douchey. Um, but... It's very it's very interesting um i've if i insert the word yelendushi into google translate it will show up as no result because i don't know how to spell <laughs> but anyways i believe yelendushi uh, most likely means Some sort of uh, Navajo term or something like that. And um, whatever it was scared her so bad after that that she moved out. Which a dog just shouldn't scare you that bad, you know? It's it's not normal. So, yeah. Okay, alright. And this next story is called... They Ran Away on Their Back Legs. Alright, let's get into it. So this happened about twelve years ago. My family owns a farm in the heart of an Indian reservation. One winter, I was home for Christmas, taking care of the farm while my parents were away Christmas shopping. As I was home by myself, way late in the night, I and way late in the night, and I hear all our cows freaking out. I knew I had to be. I knew I had to be. Wild dogs that are rampant in the area, so I throw on some boots, grab my shotgun, load it up, and head out into the field. This was a perfect scenario for a horror movie. It was cloudy, but there was a full moon. And it was breaking through the clouds just right to light up um, all the snow. I ran out into the middle of the field. And just in time, I see two dogs. They were standing up facing each other and fighting. I think perfect two for one. So, I think perfect two for one shot, like to kill. So, I... I pumped the shell into my chamber with 12-gauge shotgun, and then it happened. The dogs heard the rack, they both stopped, looked over at me, and ran away on their hind legs. Immediately, I froze, and every ghost story about skinwalkers and all the other native legends I grew up with flew through my mind. Keep in mind, I am a white guy, and up until then, these were all just boogeyman bogey- stories and native that the native kids tell to scare us, that night they became real to me. Man, that's a, <laughs> that's a scary story. Uh, so the so we see this man who's home alone, um, just happens to uh, be there on a, at an unlucky time, hears the cows um, being, or the cows being scared outside, um, assumes that it's just wild dogs, which technically he was correct. Takes his shotgun outside. The dogs, or at least the skinwalkers with their super good hearing, uh, hear him loading his shotgun, turn around, and they realize that they're not in a good position, even though they are witches, you know. So they both flee on their hind legs, which is literally not natural at all for any dog or anything that is, you know, not supposed to walk on their hind legs, and um, yet alone sprint away. So, of course, this scares him, which is typical for anyone, including me, if I would ever have a sighting. Because it's just not in the realm of the no- the normal things that happen in this world. In this world, and it's just not supposed to happen. But, yeah. Alright, next story. Um, we're going to do one more story after this, and we're going to wrap it up. It This one's called, it had a dog's body, but with human hands and feet. I was spending a month with my cousins at my grandmother's house. It was August, and my, cousin's aged ranged, and my cousins' ages ranged from ten to fifteen, and I was the oldest, being fifteen. I was staying with a ten, thirteen, and a fourteen-year-old. We stayed up telling scary stories often, but one night, but one night, a few weeks in, we decided to make a campfire out back. My grandma's house is a rural suburb. The neighborhood, the neighbors aren't too far when you're driving down the road to her house. But in the backyard, it's thick forest with man-made paths through it. E- through it, each house is on a hill, so only part of the basement was actually underground. That isn't important until later, though. So it, we're toward we're towards the east side of her yard in a smallish patch of open land. You couldn't see the neighboring yards from there, and there was probably three quarters of three quarters to a mile um, each side of. Of each side of the belonged to my grandmother. It was eleven at night, and we were playing truth or dare and telling scary stories. And my fourteen-year-old cousin dared me, dared me, and, thir- and the thirteen-year-old to go walk through the path for ten minutes or so. I said yes right away. I, as I was, wasn't easily scared, and I rather, and rather level-headed. But my younger cousin was a bit more hesitant. We didn't bring a flashlight because it wasn't pitch dark yet and we could see enough to not die. We were walking through the paths for about 5 minutes and could barely see the fire through the trees when we decided to turn. In the middle of the path was a large dog-like creature hunched over with its front hands an inch from the ground. What I remember most was how its eyes were so, so hecking bright white and it was humanoid and it was humanoid dog shaped with a human like head but a dog like body but human hands and feet it looked right at us and i know i was paralyzed with fear as i and i know i was paralyzed with fear as i dashed away f- the opposite way from us towards the creek that ran through the yard eventually my cousin and i screamed bloody effin murder and the other cousins and my grandmother ran to us I don't remember much here because I was really distor- distorted and I couldn't think properly, but I did wake up in bed, so I assumed that I was brought back to the house. All the kids slept in the basement, a big room with sliding glass doors out to the outside as the room was, the s- was, the room was on the side that wasn't underground. My bedroom was pressed against a big glass window, and I could see my cousins playing outside down below. The house is in Michigan, so it gets slightly chilly even in the end of August. And there was a slight breeze so I could put on a jacket and I ran to join them outside, skipping breakfast and not wanting to miss out on anything fun. When I got down, I could tell they weren't playing but rather running to my to get my grandma. Her dogs, both of them, were dead, ripped up. That night, we went to bed early. I woke up at maybe 2 in the morning because I felt something hit my head. My cousins were all sitting on the double bed opposite from me on the other side of the room. There was one bunk bed and two double beds, and the double beds for me and my 14-year-old cousin. They were being quiet and staring at me. The 13-year-old nodded his head toward the window. I froze. They all looked afraid. I turned up my head slightly to the side, and I saw a really messed-up-looking face pressed against the window with gaping eyes looking down at me. I screamed so effing loud, and it bolted. My grandma called the police after I told her what happened, and they found nothing. I went home after that, and I have never been there during the night again. Wow, that was a little bit of a longer story, but man, was that good. Um, so you see here, um, a lot of cousins um staying together, having fun during the summer, enjoying life, and to change up the mood for once, instead of telling scary stories inside the house, they decided to go. Um, into their grandmother's backyard onto their onto her land and make a campfire towards like the back. And Being kids, you know, you play games, you do truth or dare, and th- this is probably one of the worst <laughs> decisions or worst times for them to be to have been playing truth or dare because you see, the fifteen-year-old and the thirteen-year-old ran into a a weird version of a skinwalker slash dogman. It more sounds to me as if it was a dogman because. If it had human hands and human feet, but like a dog-like face and a dog-like body, which is very weird. Now that I, now I like tried to picture that in my head, it's I've actually never really heard of this like half and almost half and half type creature. And also, what's very interesting is that they they woke up the next morning to find both of their dogs dead and ripped up. That was that was interesting, very interesting to me because I did not. Um, or what it what from what it sounded like they didn't know that it, the dogs were dead until that morning because, um, after they they would have probably known the night before on the way back but I guess the whatever the dog man or whatever that creature was got to the dogs, and the dogs never made it to see the light. It's pretty sad. <sighs> All right, uh, this last story I'm reading is called "It Was Neither Fully Human Nor Fully Animal." In July 2004, near, near Gallup, New Mexico, I had my first and only encounter with a skinwalker. Before this, I used to say, "I'll believe it when I see it." Well, I'm a believer now. What I say was not full. Hum- what I saw was not full human, nor full animal. I'm, I was moving, and I had just completed the cleaning. And I was with my ten-year-old son. We had called it a night, and we were headed to our new place. As we walked out the door. I saw a figure move from behind my neighbor's car to a nearby tree that stood between our apartments. I didn't—I didn't have red—it didn't have red glowing eyes, snarling teeth, or a rotten smell. It did move quickly, but it did—but not quick enough to avoid the light. Um, toward the light from a nearby light post and the porch lights. I—it didn't look at me or come toward me. It moved as if trying to avoid being seen. I was within fifteen feet I was within fifteen feet of it, but I did not look back to fully inspect it. When I saw what I saw was a wolf-like animal that sort of resembled in beauty of, beauty of the beast, but not just not cartoonish. It had brown fur that completely covered it. It wasn't a pelt, it was a very large wolf. It didn't um, have any human traits except that it walked on its hind legs. It cowered behind a tree as we got into our vehicle. When we got in, I asked my son, "Did you see that?" Thankfully, he hadn't. My brother-in-law insists that it wa- it wasn't a skinwalker because I would never have seen it. To this day, I can picture what it looked like. Know they exist, and I pray to never encounter one again. Wow, this one at was wasn't nearly as um as uh, like not that it wasn't disturbing the other story, just not nearly as scary for the people who encountered it because it looks like this woman whatever it was, like a werewolf or a dogman or something, or uh, she she claims a skinwalker were was trying to avoid her or any or anyone in that case to be seen that didn't want to be seen so she just got she just got lucky that she saw a glimpse of it um that she saw a glimpse of it in the uh spotlight. Of the garage or the um, light so that that's uh that's the last story for today I hope you guys enjoyed this um I will be doing I'll be uploading every Monday and friday uh so stay tuned and I hope you guys enjoyed it see you guys next time.